Hello, I'm Ray from Damn Nuts Interesting. Welcome to the second episode of my podcast. And today I'm doing my segment, Ray Therapy Session, which is basically my first podcast, but it's living on in this podcast. Um, today, joining me is... Lydia Reed. Yes. And today we're going to be talking about parental issues, you know, our parents, what it's like having them, what it's like having our parents, you know, our experiences. And so, Lydia, my first question for you is, what is your relationship with your moms and dad? With my mom, specifically, it's very rocky. We have our good times, but overall... It's very rocky, and especially if the introduction of my stepdad, it's like, it's just kind of added fuel to the fire. So I just kind of try and, you know, just, how do I put it? Just try not to aggravate her. And with my dad, it's a lot better, but I also kind of feel like I'm walking on eggshells with him. Yeah, you know? yeah, I gotta say that um, being around my dad is definitely like uh, try not to aggravate him. Try, and that's it's not really easy not to because he's a very not he doesn't have anger issues. But I guess me, I guess my dad has definitely told me multiple times. You know, like, "Ooh, you're lucky you're my son." Oh, gonna throw hands. I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like, but like, um, so like stuff like sometimes my drink his orange juice or whatever and like drink stuff that's like his and he gets really upset about it and like if I don't replace it that's like a big thing you know like I think last time he threatened to kick me out of my house my dad is then there's my mom my mom she doesn't get aggravated a lot she def well she dub but it's like um it's about like I guess little things like um kind of like um like if I like don't like um put my clothes up or something you know something like that like I'm not I this this is probably a better example oh mainly if I like sometimes I don't put my clothes up I just have like clean clothes on the floor so I think it's dirty so I put clean clothes in the dirty and she gets mad that she has to wash clean clothes and no that's that's valid but still it's like you know I don't know, like, the way she gets mad is definitely more like a simple conversation type, but I don't know. Um, you were talking about stepdad. I kind of, I guess, answered my second question. Um, you know, are your parents, like, together? No, they're not. They divorced in 2013, so almost 10 years, 10 years ago now. Mm. What has that been like? Um, it's, I'm glad they did, honestly. I feel like things would have been a lot worse if they stayed together, but it was definitely hard. When I, about, I want to say a year after they divorced, my dad moved to Houston up until last November. So having him two hours away definitely made things a lot harder and way more stressful. When it came to things between my mom and I. But it definitely had some perks, you know. But he's back. And overall, I'm glad he's back. And he's. it's nice to have him there a lot more. And it's nice to have him help with my brother and 
other stuff, you know? It's nice to be able to just drive to his house whenever. Yeah, no, that's that, that sounds nice, you know, being closer, like, distance-wise to your dad, you know, being, like, not that far from either of your parents, even when they're not together. Um, my parents, they're together. They've been together for, like, 20 years. There was, I guess, a period where my dad wasn't, like, being, like, a man or whatever. And, you know, um, I was living, me and my mom, my sister were living with my grandparents and the house and like my dad would visit me and then one day they um we my mom and dad I guess got back together I'm not sure they were like separate I guess they were just my dad was figuring things out or whatever and so we moved my dad in the apartment then he got a house and then it's been like just I guess the same for the past couple of decades you know just yeah because they've been knowing each other a little bit before I was born in 2003 so it's been about 20 years then he got married like later on like legal documents yeah. you know um describe your parents like what are they like you know like you you seem like um yeah like what are they like like anything you can tell us about them um with my mom she is I don't want to just immediately go into the bad aspects because it makes me sad, but I can just list those off immediately. But I don't want to do that because I don't want to make... Because, of course, my mom is a human, too. So I'm going to start with some of the positives. She's very intelligent and she's very hardworking. And I, ha- and I have a lot of respect for her job. She is a school principal, actually. And I know, very ironic. Um, she and I, res- she's artistic and a really good cook, but she is also narcissistic and she is in denial about a lot of things and she tends to never take personal responsibility. And weaponizes her trauma and other aspects of her life against me. And she she has BPD that she unfortunately, even though she has been professionally diagnosed, she does not do anything about. And even though I have seen her diagnosis and like she she says I do not have it even though she has been professionally diagnosed so it's very frustrating living with her and the symptoms of her BPD that she does not manage or um even like talk about it can be very challenging and with my dad he is very stubborn, and but he's also very caring and loving. He, and overall, he's a really good dad who I respect. He, and I, he's really funny, but both of my parents are very conservative, and a lot of their parenting techniques and morality comes from their evangelical Christian beliefs which has definitely affected my brother and I's childhood to with to a 
huge degree and it's definitely made it challenging with my very different lifestyle compared to theirs. Yeah, no, I feel a lot of that, you know what I mean? Um, especially talking my dad. My dad's very stubborn. My dad's very, I know more, you know less. My dad is strong, but he's also, uh, he used his trauma to, he weaponized the trauma, like you said. He definitely tells me stuff like, um, like the way he grew up, he's like, you know, he basically um compares it like it's like him growing up made him better like no you you growing up like it made you tough but it also gave you a lot of trauma and it kind of seems like he wants me to he won it kind of seems like he's like man you should have could have grown up the way I did I'm like oh thank you like I'm glad I didn't like I think he makes it sound like he wants me to grow up that way which isn't what you know, he shouldn't, you know, he shouldn't want me to be raised the way he was raised. The way he was raised was not good at all, but he compares it and makes it sound like that. I should have been like that, but which would have been good. And then, um, um, he knows a lot of his trauma. Like, not like he brings it up. He just, all I see doesn't think he does because, you know, he's very, um, like I said, strong. He doesn't want to believe he has those things. So whatever. And, you know, and I'm pretty sure, you know, he self-diagnosed himself because he does have a degree in psychology. So he, if he knows what's wrong with himself, he would, you know, he would, he has a degree and he would probably bring that up. Um, he's also the, um, there's a word, he's the, not the monarch, the, uh, hierarchy, the, uh, pinnacle, no, some, there's a word for it, but he's like the guy, he's the guy in our family when there's an issue in our family everybody goes to him everybody talks to him everybody's like yo this is happening with this person this is happening with me and he talks to this person he's like the um that's a war patriarch patriarch that's what it is yes patriarch yeah he's the patriarch of the family and i'm a lot different i rarely see them i don't like talk to them they every time i see them i feel like a stranger or whatever you know um the way I was raised also, you know, I wasn't close with a lot of them. But my mom, um, she's very, um, my dad's a big personality. My mom's a small personality. That's how I would like to say it. My mom is very nice. She's very kind. Everybody would say that about her. She's also very quiet. Even around the family, my dad family, who she known for a long time, she rarely talks. Um, she's also very, um, I think she's a hoarder. I like to describe my mom like that. That's so she's a hoarder, you know, she there's so much thing. I feel like that might be a um material thing. Like she likes uh keeping so much stuff because she didn't have a lot when she was younger. I think that might be a thing. Like, yeah, that's uh, a psychological thing. Yeah, like she would keep stuff that like, receipts, papers, whatever, and it's like you don't have to do that. I don't know why. Or that's I don't know, that's like weird. Like she has stuff from like two thousand fifteen. Um all those documents and stuff like receipts and um i don't know like and she's like case throwing things away it's hard but i'm um i guess you could say she's also push over like she's my dad i wouldn't say pushes over my mom but my dad um definitely um 
gives away with stuff like the way he talks to me and stuff like the way he has talked and it just seems like my mom doesn't really do much about it I, I tell her like you know you seem like I'm surprised you didn't change that you know it seems like he got worse over time you know you're supposed to be like seem like someone that should have been like changed him since they're very different you know but um yeah those, those are my parents I love them but they're very um them you know um you know you talk about um you know your stepdad and you talk about your brother and you know um what is your like family like like your family at home you know like your family life how that goes my stepdad he is overall we tend to just stay apart to avoid conflict but I honestly can't stand him he is very materialistic and he tries to make everything political and always tries to make me mad on purpose with his philosophies and he knows that our morals and political ideals are drastically different and I'm not I don't like um conflict and I don't I'm not one to really enjoy debating because I have anxiety and I freeze up and he takes advantage of that when something political or religious related comes up he takes he invalidates my claims of the fact that I have a hard time arguing because of the fact that I have anxiety. And he'll say, like, ooh, here's one. He is a QAnon believer. And... He's a QAnon believer? Yeah, he's a QAnon believer. What is that? It is a... He's not a part of it, but it's a far-right... Um, alt, it's a far-right, alt-right um, conspiracy group who base who they were the people who did the January 6th riots? Oh. Oh. Yeah. And he our arguing over political topics has nearly gotten me kicked out before because I said it always goes down like this. I say I don't want to argue. I don't I want to be left alone. But he always tries to add fuel to the fire, and my mom always joins him to aggravate me even more. And they, and I try to go to my room. They're like, no, no, come down, come down. And they will go to my room and just berate me. And it makes me feel like I can't even bring up minuscule topics out of fear that they'll turn it into something way bigger than it is. Like... It, it's really gross that I have to live that way. And it's really gross that they use their prejudices and um, beliefs to fuel... Um, to, what's it called? Um. To fuel arguments and hostility. And it makes me sad that... They use their agendas to and weaponize them to make me feel like shit. If 
Yeah. And they found, like, when they found out, like, now I just kind of consider myself agnostic, but at one point I considered myself an atheist, and I was temporarily kicked out for that, mm. which was really upsetting. And they basically told me that I was going to rot in hell and that I would, and my mom told me that she would, she has a heart that she would have a hard time loving me from there on out because of that. And she goes on and on with the stupidest shit. Like, at one point, my dad told me to start recording the things that she was saying and doing to me to show a counselor to bring to court. That never happened, but I have years worth of recordings of that stuff. And it's really upsetting that I had to do that at such a young age. Like, for example, she there are recordings of her saying that she doesn't love me and that she would no longer be getting my prescriptions and that she would no lo- and that my dad would have to be the one to bring me in and do everything for me. And thankfully, he would be more than happy to do that. But it still hurts that she would do that. And especially because most of these things start from very, very minuscule things. And it's funny because most of the time, the next day, she will act like nothing had happened. She, like, she would text me, oh, good morning, honey, oh, blah, blah, blah. And act like we didn't just have a huge fight the night before. Like, I remember one time she kicked me out because she found out I smoked weed. And she called me a drug addict and a junkie. And she said that she wouldn't let my little brother near me because only because I smoked weed. Which I think is very wrong. You know? Sorry, no, I was just, I didn't mean to pause there, I was just, I was just thinking about what you were saying, and, um, you know, um, no, that's, that's, that's actually, no, it's not right, actually, no, uh, the way they treated you, um, um, no, that's not right, you know, the, the whole, because, you know, you should be able to, like, believe what you want to believe in religiously, and, um, those, um, yeah, that's a very, um, no, it was very like heartbreaking actually, because uh, you know what you said. You know, I'm sorry you have to go through that, and you are going through that, and you know, hope things get better. I'm not me. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, that's a lot to me. Hope I me mean, you, for your parents to see what they would be doing was wrong. Like your mom to see that she's like on the right side for doing that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um. Living here isn't bad, but it's very, um, like a, well, kind of like a prison in a sense, because that's, I mean, that's what my dad says, um, because he's like, because my dad's, uh, is a dictator, um, He's a he's a dictator, you know. He said it multiple times. He controls everything that goes around here. Um, 
I barely leave my room because and he gets on and be like that. He's like, you're always in your room. I'm like, what is the for me to do? Um, not say he doesn't let me leave the house. It's more like, um, I mean, if I'm like not in my room, if he's like, he doesn't like, he tells me I don't acknowledge my them. Cause all they do is sit in the living room and it's like, if I go in there, I feel like there's gonna be an argument. I feel like there's gonna be something I'm gonna do wrong. If I'm gonna say something, he'd be like, what? He's gonna be like, like what? What are you talking about? Like, I don't know, just saying, just talking, and it's like I feel like I'd be judged in my own house by my dad, and I feel very, uh, and I hate, and he questions me a lot. I don't like being questioned, and I don't know. Living here isn't really bad, but it's not really great. It's like um, it's a hassle being here in the sense of like. Dealing with my dad. My dad is a dad's kind of an asshole. That's I mean that's he he told me he's like yeah and I'm like damn, um. But yeah, my dad is a very um you know he's strict but you know he's not he's not a bad guy he just I don't know just him you know, and he does have some beliefs that aren't ethical in a sense um. Uh, yeah, I don't even want to bring this up, but like, man, like you know that whole like R. Kelly stuff. He he doesn't, doesn't he doesn't side with R. Kelly. I'm not gonna say that, but he definitely a uh, victim blames. Um, for a lot of, yeah, that's not easy to hear, you know, my dad. And then I'm like, like he's like he's like he's like those girls know what they were doing. I'm like, no, I mean, they were children. Exactly. It's like even kids. Kids shouldn't, you know, even if kids think like that, adults shouldn't take advantage of that because they're adults. It's like, you know, stuff like that, you know. And it's like, um, you know, just hearing him. He's from a different time, but it's also like not that long ago. And it's like, I know people, i seen people his age, you know, be different. And it's like, I don't know, my dad's very old school, but also yeah. very um, unethical with his certain beliefs and stuff. But it's not like too hard um i would say he's also homophobic which is not bad i mean i mean wait a minute like he's homophobic isn't like i mean wait let me appreciate <laughs> that i mean like what i mean is um he's not like super homophobic like like his homophobia isn't like super bad like like he when he sees gay people he doesn't hate gay people like his his cousin is gay one of our cousins is gay and he's not like he hates them they just spend a weekend together and stuff like that it's more like he doesn't wouldn't like the idea if i was that mm-hmm. what i meant like not that homophobia is good just more like his homophobia is like mm, i hate gays it's more like i don't want my son to be gay that's and it's still bad but like yeah, that I'm glad like isn't like super bad like I because I had a lot of you know yeah. gay friends and I don't want them to like bring them around but he definitely is very um homophobic in a sense he doesn't want me gay and he questions like when I'm hanging out with somebody he's like what are y'all doing gay stuff I'm like no dad we're just hanging out it's like mm. and uh also him seeing that stuff on TV I guess. Not triggers him, but he's always he goes on a rant like, yeah. ah, they're, they're putting that stuff on TV for kids to see in kids' movie, and I'm like, ah, you know, that's just that's just you know, that's how life is. Fake makes TV more realistic, you know. 
But yeah, yeah. Uh, unless... I think it's funny that you bring that up. Sorry if I cut you off. Oh, no, you're good. Um, that reminds me of something that my stepdad once told me. I am actually openly bisexual, and um, he somehow we were talking about um. Remember that case in Colorado about the peep that guy who wouldn't make a gay couple a wedding cake. Mm, that sounds familiar, but he, he yeah. basically told me. He's like, no, I agree with him. He should not be able to do that. And I was like, what? Why? That's discrimination. And he was like, well, if I were to make your wedding cake and you were marrying another girl, it would be like flipping off God. And I was like, what? And he'd be like, yeah, it would be like flipping off God. I wouldn't want you marrying a dyke, but I would still be there. And I was like, excuse me? And I thought that was really gross. And he will see gay couples and trans people on TV And they'll say stuff about how that's, like, pandering and how that's so gross and how the media is normalizing these sexual depravity. And I'm like, what? Like, he's... Like, keep in mind, he is very, very Christian. And, like, nothing wrong with Christians. Like, believe what you want, but he uses his Christian beliefs to spread hateful rhetoric. And he has said things like gay and trans people are degenerates that want to groom our children. And saying stuff like that is really upsetting to me, obviously, because I have a lot of gay and trans friends, and they're just normal people trying to live their lives, and because of people like him, they're not able to do that. Yeah, no, that's true. You know, that's part of the problem. People thinking like that. But, um, I mean, yeah, but, you know, I don't think my dad's going to change anytime soon thinking like that. I mean, I'm not sure. Um, and, like, my mom, she, like, I don't think she would care if I was. But, like, she kind of just, like, sits there with, like, my dad and agrees. And I'm like, mm, mom. And I'm like, eh. Mom, you can't really be like, okay, okay. like, can't be like, like, nodding your head, like, yeah, I'm like, mom, that's not right, but like, I don't know, even my dad changed my mom a little bit, because I don't think my mom would have been like that, but, um, I don't know, my dad's, my dad's, um, I mean, I feel like we kind of answered this question quite a bit, you know, through this podcast, but what are your biggest challenges with your mom and dad? With my dad, it's probably just some lifestyle things, like, he, like, he'll threaten to send me to boot camps for stupid shit, and he also has some pretty conservative beliefs, but, like, we don't get into a lot of arguments about it, because he respects my beliefs, and I just leave his alone. Like, he understands the fact that I won't be able to change my mind. He won't be able to change my mind. But it's still... Those ideologies definitely still um, cause conflict. But not to the degree that it does with my mom and stepdad. But um, one thing with my dad, he... One challenge is that he makes some questionable financial decisions. He would have... He always spends his money frivolously. He, even though he can't afford it, he ha- he is renting a, 
two-story house, even though he can't afford the rent. He has an expensive truck that he can't afford. He, he has thir- over 30 surfboards that he keeps on buying. Fancy fishing gear, fancy, a safe full of guns, and a lot of other stuff. Like, a lot of material items that he can't afford. And because of that, he is financially struggling. And what, and he wouldn't be if it wasn't for that. And it's really annoying. And with my mom, a lot of it has to do with her narcissism and lack of her taking accountability for her actions. And her, the way that she weaponizes things and how everybody around her does all the wrong, but she can do no wrong. And how she's perfect and how everybody is doing something to actively wrong her. And how it, she, she, I hate to say this, but pretty much everybody who lives in my house, even my stepdad is scared of her. It's the reason why my dad left. He couldn't take her anger issues anymore. And I know a lot of people who feel resentment for the parent that left, but I don't. It's kind of, I don't even blame him. And that makes me sad because I wish that I, that this podcast wasn't just me. Well, I wish that this podcast wasn't just me sitting here slamming my mom and stepdad this entire time. And I wish I had more to talk about, but... This is just how it is, you know? Like, I wish I had more positive things to say. And a part, and when I talk about it, I also feel like some of it, it's kind of silly. Because my situation could be way worse. Overall, I'm very privileged. And I am very thankful for the things I have. But the way that they treat me and my brother... Definitely makes it harder to live there. No, I understand what you mean. I definitely, I would definitely see myself as privileged, like you know, having two parents living in this house, not struggling in a sense. I don't know, like never struggling financially, uh, just really more mentally. Um, also, sorry about that, Siri. That was that was um. You're good. That was by accident. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, um, oh, sorry, I thought I heard something, um, my biggest challenge is my parents, and like I said, I don't like bashing my parents, my parents are both good parents, but they have flaws, you know, they're human, um, my biggest flaw, my biggest challenge is, is really living here in this house, it really, that's my biggest challenge, because living here is such a, just feels like such a I don't know prison like I said earlier and it's like I wish I could afford to live on my own and have my own car and go places that I want to without asking or stuff because I don't know I just feel I just wish I was more free and like and my parents they are my dad especially my dad is always telling me you know 
he he makes the wars and stuff since he owns the house, which is true. But like, I wish I wasn't here then, so I can not follow the wars, cause those wars have restricted me a lot in my life, socially and stuff. You know, definitely. Um, and it's very hard talking to him, asking him stuff. It's very hard, cause I'm like, ooh, he's gonna say no, and it's like. That's why I do a lot of things behind his back that he doesn't like. Um, but yeah, that's really the biggest problem or challenge with my parents, you know, is really like dealing with my dad because he'd be very stubborn. And my mom is very um, pushovering, so she just goes with what my dad says. She never really uh, fights him back or anything, you know, that's just how it is. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really how my life that's really like my biggest challenge with my parents um but um you know we talk about a lot of like the bad but like what have you taken from your parents you know from what have you like taken from your parents like that you would use in the future when you your parent, you know, like what have you taken from them? Like the good aspects and also the bad aspect as in like what not to do. One thing that I have taken is my kid may have different beliefs than me. And I can't change their mind, no matter how much I want to and how much that may upset me. Like, you know, if my kid came out a little conservative Bible thumper, that would really fucking suck, honestly. But I can't change his mind. And another thing is, um, with my mom specifically, and her story of how, like, she was raised by my grandma... Because for a long time, her, my grandpa and her dad was absent until, like, she reached out to him later on in life. So, hearing her story about how she worked since she was, like, 14 to get to where she is now, it's motivated me to want to work hard and get an education. And it makes me take my grades and my work life very seriously. And it inspires me to want her being an educator and she's at you know ironically she's very good at her job she's very good at being a principal and being a teacher which you know that's kind of funny but she is and that has actually kind of inspired me to maybe go into education but you know with how teachers are being treated and paid it's I'm hesitant but it's definitely a thought and with my dad um, he, like, it's not, this isn't really about what I'd pick up as, like, what I bring to my parents. This is more of just stuff that I, he's, like, inspired me. He's, like, we have, he's made me br- have an interest in music. And one thing from him that I would definitely bring it, incorporate with my parenting in the future is I would definitely make it a priority to have music and culture in my kids' lives. And, like, it's made it very important to me that I introduce my kids to um, a lot of rock. Because if it wasn't for my dad, I would not 
appreciate music the way I do. And I think another thing is, with my dad, is even if we disagree on something, for the most part, he will support it. And I, which I really value. And one thing I appreciate about my dad is that he makes sure that I know that my mental health is important and he takes mental health seriously, unlike my mom, which I think taking care of my kids' mental health and making sure that they are mentally healthy and not just physically healthy is something that I would also do. No, that's that's very good. Um, what I take from my parents is, one, my dad work ethic is amazing. My dad has been working a lot throughout his life. He has to take care of him and his and his brothers since he was a little kid because his my granny wasn't able to because she was out doing partying so he had to take care of his family by doing things he shouldn't have had to do as a kid and even like ever since then he's been working 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 and he had a record which technically hold people back but that had to hold him back so I was one thing I would say about my dad he's the hardest worker ever and sometimes he says that differently for me but what I want to do is work hard to provide for my kids and work be a hard worker like him and be kind like my mom wants to be a kind person um you know and I try to incorporate both of their personality into me but also not like I guess the bad section like I guess be more closer to my son emotionally um with me and my dad aren't really close like that emotionally like I know my dad um we only get to feely talk a lot um I think one time we did because I was like um he told me I don't really care about anybody and I was like I don't really care. Like, he's like, I'm selfish. You don't care about yourself. And I was like, I don't really care about myself. So we kind of got in a discussion about that. But that's really... But he kind of brushed it off by telling me a story about his life. But I'm, um... I... You talk about, like, give having your kid be into, like, rock. I guess I would try to get my son into gaming a lot. Because I do that a lot. I mean, that's how past time my dad has never really been like into gaming i tried to to make him play a game he kind of got into it but then after a while he was like whatever because he's not really he didn't grow up inside one of those kids playing atari he grew up outside doing whatever so even now he doesn't like all if he's at the house he just watches tv and i'm like maybe you should play a game you know because of some good side of it and so I would guess make my son play games, you know, make not make but yeah. give it to him. Um, hopefully we can do it together. If he doesn't like it, I'm not gonna make him keep doing it. But also, um, I make him make sure he's able to tell me about like his mental status, you know, not be afraid. Like if he's like, Do you need help? and he's like, Yes, I do and be like, Okay, let's go get you help because my dad isn't really uh, very keen on it. In fact, um, when I'm sad, he's like, you're acting crazy or whatever. And like, you need to go see someone. And I'm just like, nah. Because I guess he doesn't see it as like a problem. He's like, you're crazy or whatever. And I'm like, whatever. And because I remember when I wanted to go, 
um, when I talked to my mom about it, my mom was really upset about it. My mom, when she wanted, not upset like mad, but like upset like she was sad because I need to go. And I remember my dad talked to me like you warned your mother, and I'm like, mm. so I guess, I guess not feel bad about feeling those rays because I know um, that could be hard. So yeah, I guess be more accepting in that um, fact, you know, but if my kid has mental health or any problems or just be more accepting, that's really what I would take from my parents, you know. Um, well, we kind of answered this question. Um, I just, yeah, basically, um, Are your parents accepting meaning aspect of your life that they're like, yeah, okay, like, yeah, we'll go with that? That is a very loaded question. Um, I feel like with this, I'm going to have to dissect certain aspects of my life. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like that would be divided by both of my parents. Like, mm. appearance-wise... They used to be very upset with the way I dressed, but then I en ended up having a bunch of mental challenges and behavioral issues, and they kind of ultimately decided that they had bigger pills to swallow. And But with my dad, well, both of them, but my dad especially, he is very upset with my body modifications, like my piercings, and like I have a couple tattoos that I have hidden from him. And if I can find it, he I have a very long eight or nine paragraph text message message from him, basically saying that if he sees any more body mods on me, if he notices that my gauges are stretched anymore, I have any more piercings or tattoos, that he would be taking away my college tuition and um, my car insurance. And it's really fucked. Here, this is it. Oh shit. Look what a book. Like, I would. I, as you see, this is a lot. <clears throat> yeah. I'll read some excerpts. Damn. Here is one. Further, I have told Lydia over and over to stop disfiguring and altering her body. Now, when I look at her, all I see are ex excessive piercings. Lydia, your mom and I have begrudgingly tolerated that hideous bullring and that that you insist on wearing in your nose only because we want you to be happy and we don't we want don't want to be constantly a fight or worried about you. We want peace and we want and we want to have peace. However, we have limits and you have crossed the the threshold of where my limits end and with these gauges, the number of piercings you have accumulated this weekend, I'm going to count the number of piercings on your body and photograph them. As long as you're under my my financial support, there will be, in all caps, no more piercings or the consequences will be the same as putting the gauges back. In, gauges back. Your car insurance will be canceled and your college tuition will be taken away. Which is just one of many, many paragraphs. Where he also weaponizes my medical bills and um, my mental health, which I think is really gross. But, you know, I am going to respect those. Well, 
sort of, I'm going to um, try not to cross him with stuff like that up until I'm graduated from college and able to afford my own things. But, you know, that's very um, mundane. I feel as though my body mods are less important than my education and I'm fine with sacrificing that. And, but there are also a lot, you know, more impactful things like how, like my, like how I'm, like religion wise. Um, I used to be very spiritual. I used to practice tarot and do some witchcraft, but I stopped because my mom basically said that one of the conditions of staying in her house was that I could no longer be practicing witchcraft and there would be and I cannot have any demonic things in my house in her house and which for example I had a deck of tarot cards at one point that when I was put in a mental hospital my dad burned and then I had another deck that my mom stole from me and which really upset me because that second deck was very sentimental and they they basically told me if I kept on practicing spirituality that I would have to you know I couldn't stay with my mom and my stepdad and I would have to be attending a lot of Christian stuff on a regular basis which you know I would I do not um practice Christianity which so it'd be really frustrating having to go to something like that you know like without against my own will and another thing is is like when they've in the past they've like known that I've smoked weed and they treated as if I was a heroin addict they would basically my mom has kicked me out of the house more than once because of it and she says that it'll ruin her reputation and that I'm disgusting for doing it which fair enough it is an illegal drug even you know of course to most people it's not that big of a deal but it's you know still illegal and it's their household but some of the things they've said to me because of it are very gross like they've told me that I would not be allowed to be around my brother which I think is really fucked and um when I was a freshman this girl I'm not gonna name drop but this girl snitched on me for doing a lot of questionable questionable behavior and I was kicked out and had to live with my dad in Houston for several months and um during that time and still even to an extent my parents treat me as if I'm some kind of junkie and that as if I'm an addict which no like I guess at one point it could be argued that I was with some things but definitely not anymore and I think it's really gross 
the way that they handled those things and that I've, I've been villainized for it. Which I understand since I'm 17 and I'm not entirely condemning them for the fact that they wouldn't allow me to do it. It's the fact that they, it's how they've handled it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. The way, um, it's definitely... Like, it's very dehumanizing. Yeah, there's definitely a best, better way to, um, handle that situation. Yeah, like, I would understand consequences for my actions and the fact, but the way that they treat it is still dehumanizing. It makes me feel like a, a garbage human being. Even though, like, they are both from, neither of them are from Victoria. We moved here when I was two. But, you know, here in Victoria, smoking weed is very normalized, you know? Like, pretty much everybody does it. So, but, you know, that, I kind of forget that it's kind of a taboo to most people, you know? So... Um, what else can I think of? Um, I feel like I have to hide a lot of things from them, but I feel like, you know, that's most kids and their parents, but I've had to hide, like, whole relationships from them. Like, I hid, like, a whole lot, like, I've hid long relationships from them, and it makes me upset that I have to do that, but... If I know they wouldn't like somebody, I just don't bring them around them. And I hate that I have to do that, but I do. And, um, what else? That's, for now, that's all I can really think of when it comes to that question. But I know there's a lot more. But, yeah, um, I don't, like, yeah. Yeah, no, um, a lot of things are, um, not as rough as not, you know, a lot of things, they should be accepted, um, but, um, my, um, like you said, I, I've hidden a lot of stuff from my parents in the sense of who I hung around with, um, certain people I hung around with, certain people they wouldn't like, and it's not nice to do that, like, it's not like... I wouldn't say it. not nice, but like um. It's kind of heartbreaking that you have to do that. Yeah, I would like it if I be able to hang out with anybody because whoever they are, and like my my dad's very accepting. Well, I would say he likes certain friends. You know, he does not, I guess, accept the fact that I uh, probably hang out with mostly white people. That's a that's a actual thing. My dad is always like, you need more black friends. And I think that's very contradicting because he doesn't like me hanging out with people that smoke. And I imagine what he means by more black friends, I imagine it means like people he can go around with, which seems weird because a lot of like, with people I know like that smoke a lot. So it's a very weird statement that he makes. I'm like, and I'm always like, it doesn't matter, I guess, because everybody in the town smokes from, like, the most suburban people to, like, the most ghettoist. And it's like... It's, and my dad's... I guess... Hmm. I guess my dad hasn't really been accepting of, like, the way 
I live in a sense of like staying in my room a lot, not really uh, doing much, you know. That's just typical kid shit, though, you know. Yeah. Like that's very common amongst most people. That, that's true. I feel like maybe I feel like maybe maybe I do do that a little bit too much. Maybe I'm in my room a lot more, but like also because I just like play video games a lot, and he really questions that. He's like, all you do is play games. Like, he definitely incorporates that to me, and it's like um. It's like, there's really nothing else for me to do, so that's why I do it. And I guess, because I've really been, um, out, a pers- out of pocket person like my dad is. My dad is very, um, very, uh, people person. He talk to anybody, meet anybody, be like, yeah, yeah. But me, I, uh, I fail to hold conversations with people, and I... My dad is not like that, and I guess he doesn't like that. He's like, and I guess you could say I'm weird compared to him because uh, he's very close with a lot of people in our family, and I'm not. And he's like, why would you even talk to them or something like that? Like, why would you talk to like a family? And it's like, oh, your family's here. Why don't you like being around them? And it's like, I don't know. I just I've never really been around them. They never really like being around me because my family's very. Uh, I'm definitely the black sheep of the family. Um. But yeah, that's, my mom, I guess she's very accepting of things, like when I wanted to go to therapy, she was definitely okay with it, like she was like, yeah, let's do it, like keep it from your dad, but my dad was not cool with that, he was like, I don't know why you can't just talk to me, and it's like, I don't know, I just can't talk to you about that type of stuff. But overall, I guess my parents are accepting in a sense, um... Of certain things, there's some things that they probably could have accepted better. But besides that, it's not very um. There's a word for it. It's not very um. You can't. It's not very um. I don't accept you. Kick you out, type. You know, like they're very um. Yeah, I guess you say they're very accepting. Um. Yeah. Um. I think that was kind of it. I had. I feel like we covered a lot. Like, this has been almost an hour episode. Really? Yes, yeah, like the 54 minute mark. Wow, um, it's flown by. Yeah, it did fly by a little bit. Um, but yes, um, thank you again for talking to me about this, coming down, sitting here for like almost an hour talking about this. Um, yeah, and I talk- think it's crazy because. In my head, I feel like I've barely scratched the surface, we you know? Did. Yeah, we kind of didn't really ask that many questions either. Yeah. Kind of like, especially the first episode, I asked way more questions. But we kind of had long answers and stuff. Yeah, um, very convoluted. Yeah. But then again, thank you again for coming by, um, answering these questions, talking about, you know, your situation. I hope everything gets better. Thank you. With you. Um and thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's no, it's no problem. I have, it. I can have anybody on here. Um, again, everybody, thank you for listening. Um, where can people find you, Lydia? Like on social. Um, on Instagram, my at is Lydia can't read. That's true, actually. I seen. Yes. It. Um, no I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> and yeah, on all my socials, it's just Lydia can't read. No, no. <laughs> no. Uh, no, that's, uh, that's a joke. Um, yes, then again, um, thank you all for listening. Um, 
Andre from Damn It's Interesting, and I hope you all continue listening, and hope y'all come back for the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.